Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the very first conversation with Joshua T. Berglund in a very long time. But I am so excited uh, to be doing this today because we're going to come out of the gate swinging. We have an amazing guest, an amazing story. And frankly, a, we're going to discuss a subject that I've actually just started talking about recently, privately, because I want to know more. And those of you who know my history, know a little bit about my backstory, it's pretty complicated. And and, and it's it, where it gets really complicated is the discussion of sexuality and sex. I was a 20-year chem sex addict. I, I know about every perversion you can imagine, uh, whether I was active in it, explored it, or was repulsed by it. But nonetheless, I was in a very, very dark world of sex. In fact, sex controlled me. Sex was something that because of whether it was lack of honesty, lack of emotional maturity, lack of confidence, lack of certainty, fear, fear, whatever it may be. But the fact is this, sex and inevitably drugs ruled my life for most of my life, and I have the consequences to show for it. That said, what I've noticed in my journey, my seven-year healing journey, is that the longer I've gone down this path and the longer that I have worked on mastering myself and mastering self-control and which mind you, I'm not the greatest, but I'm working on it. But the, 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 the other thing that I've noticed is with this, the, with self-control and a desire to be honest and open, that a lot of healing has taken place. And I've gotten to this place now where I'm confident in who I am as a man. I'm confident in my sexuality. I don't, I'm not trying to fight anything anymore. I'm not trying to run from anything. I'm just here present and in truth. So now there's a new level of mastery that I'm working on within myself because there is some type of connection that I don't understand between sexual energy and creativity and our power as a man. They are somehow all connected. And while I don't fully understand it, I believe with all my heart, our guest has a, not only an understanding, a deep understanding because he is teaching and he's teaching some powerful courses. He's written some amazing books and the people that he counsels, he is absolutely changing their lives, uh, especially the lives of men. And I would imagine by changing the lives of men, he's changing the lives of the people that love those men too. So it is a great, great honor for me to introduce to you, Mr. Leonard. And I'm going to say, is it Lau? Lau, you told me, and I just didn't want to ruin it. Is it Leonard Lau? Leonard Low. Leonard Low. Okay. I am so sorry. And I mean, no disrespect at all, Leonard, but I am, I don't really spend a lot of time looking into people. It's when I feel led to interview them that I do, but what little I know of you, I am truly, truly honored. And I feel, I feel that it's divine timing for you to be here today. So thank you for being here. Awesome, Joshua. I, I felt the same. I felt the same energetic pull. And it's really an honor to be talking to you today, man. Feels good. good yeah, for sure. You're in South Africa, right? I'm actually in, in Germany at the moment in a, in a beautiful town called Constance, which is on the German-Swiss border. It's in Germany, but it's Switzerland is like under 200 meters from where I'm sitting at the moment. It's the most fascinating place. It's, uh, it's this city with a town really spills over into both countries. Yeah, so I'm normally based in South Africa, but I'm here, for, I've been in Europe for the last uh, few months. So spending the, the summer in Europe, doing some work and yeah, just enjoying the, the summer weather. 
I need to have a tourism show so I can talk to you about all things Germany and Switzerland because I have not been there yet, but that is on my map to go to this year. And so we'll have to have a separate conversation about life there because I, I really do want to know. But I want to, before we get into this conversation, I would love to know, sir, what are you grateful for today and why? Oh, Joshua, I, just before we started, I, I thought that we could get out and actually went to, for a walk around the block and the sun is out and the people in the streets and there's fresh air and I'm just grateful to be alive and I'm grateful to have this body experience on this planet and just be able to, to engage with life. Oh, super, super grateful for that. Super grateful that I'm healthy, that I could walk down the steps, walk around a block and come in, you know? So I'm super healthy for that. Super, you know, super healthy, you know? <laughs> I can appreciate that gratitude. I, I'm kind of in that same place where I'm just appreciating life and the opportunity that keeps, the opportunities that keep presenting themselves. And yeah, I, I'm at that place now and it's actually a beautiful day and in Minnesota too. So excited about that. Excited to have you here. And I want to get into it. You, so my life, when I first came into success, it was all about drugs, sex, and excess and, and debauchery. And I think you told me that you read my book or watched the movie or something like that, that we made. And so you got a little taste of that, but well, from what I understand that, you know, a little bit of that life too. And I want to ask you something. Was it the success because they cocaine, women, sex, threesomes, all, you know, that kind of debauchery was your life. Was it the success that brought all that on? Or were you all about that before you were successful? It's actually neither. It's like, it's, it's, it's quite fascinating, Joshua. I was, yeah, so I became successful, you know, at the, in a business corporate space, my early, early forties already. And it was actually fine. And, but then what happened is that I just had an inner shift. It was, it was some, it was this voice telling me to do something different with my life. You know? And it was, it didn't make sense. So, so I was very much in business was a four year relationship. Pretty, I, I was, I was always been out of the box, but a pretty, pretty stable kind of life. That's before the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then my early 40s relationship came to an end of four years. I was, you know, asked to start another business for, for guys. I was very much a startup guy, you know, entrepreneurial, starting businesses. And as I moved from a city in the North Johannesburg to Cape Town, all of these things happened at the same time, you know, out of a relationship, moving city, starting a new business. And as I was starting this, this new business, I realized this is very much copy-paste of the previous business. And damn, man, I just felt bored. I felt like, no, I, did, I, I actually started getting bored. And I started setting this business up, but I would walk into the, onto the floor, you know, very much open sales floor. So just me starting it by the end, we were like four, 500 people. But I just started very soon after launching it, walk onto the floor and I just felt I shouldn't be here. I should be doing something else. And it was super confusing. Now this is what I've always been working for, studying a lot of stuff to be able to in, be in this space. And so mine is quite, quite, quite different in that the six drugs and jacuzzis came about 
for me trying to distract myself from this voice. You know, hmm. it's a, it's, it's a fascinating thing. It's like, I was in Cape Town, but I also in a single space bored with my, with, with a business space. And I just, I just couldn't understand it, you know? So I got into a point of, okay, let me distract, distract myself. Monday to Friday, I would be working and then weekends was, was as you say, total debauchery. And you know? I was just like a lot of drugs, a lot of sex, that a jacuzzi on the deck, I was looking there, the beach there in Cape Town, Table Mountain behind me, pretty beautiful scenery. It was often me and two, three women at home for the whole weekend, not sleeping much. You know, some of these drugs that, that we, we take, then, you know, you don't sleep, you know, so yeah. go back to work on Monday and then trying to operate in this, you know, that's pretty, pretty difficult. Yeah. So, so, so I don't hear this story a lot, but in essence, that was it. That was it. And that was four years of that, where I was just like full on going into it. But then also, there's also a lot of fun, you know, there was also a lot of dark spaces of like, Wow, what am I doing and where am I going? But obviously, you know, it's schoolboy fantasy, you know, being there on, on the deck, making love to two, three women at the same time, being in that space. And, you know, so it was as a mixture of like having a lot of fun, but also really a dark space. And that lasted like four years. And eventually I went, okay, I, I must listen to this voice of, of, of changing things. And then I was actually just on, one, on the one day stopped partying. I was then actually going out with her, with, 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 with some women like the last six months then. And I just stopped partying and then went like, okay, let me listen to this voice. And uh, yeah, and then this voice basically just said, clear out all of the old to allow for the new to come in, which then led to me resigning, selling almost, almost everything, giving everything away, getting a backpack and then going on this journey around the world. Was there a breaking point though? I mean, because... I understand that voice, but I didn't want to listen to that voice because that voice just made me go, give me more drugs or give me more alcohol, give me more whatever, because I didn't want to hear that voice. I never, like, I got high in whatever variety that I could to avoid that noise in my head. And of course, when that noise got louder, I would do even more to make it go away until it started telling me what I wanted it to say, which was really not reality. But that was my life. But it took a very intense breaking point to the point that there was nowhere for me to run for me to make the decision that I'm done with this life because I had no other option. Was there a, was there was there a breaking point, or were you just cognitively aware enough to know to listen to that voice? So, so first of all, the voice started before me taking the drugs and stuff. So I was very much a normal guy in the business space there. And then this voice started saying to me, do something different. And I, 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 just to add, it was also combined with a four-year relationship that came to an end where I was really, oh, the, the, you know, the woman of, of, of my, you know, the love of my life, yeah. but she wanted to have kids. I already had kids of eight or 10 years old. And I just, I just realized I couldn't do that. So then going from, from that space, into the single space, I also blocked my heart, you know, I also went like, okay, wow, man, I got quite hurt with that. You know, there was, there was no, there was no, I couldn't put it, there was no consensus that could be reached as either the one or the other. And then coming out of that, blocking my heart, engaging in, in sex, just from a body point of view, not from a heart space, then coming across some wild, crazy woman in Cape Town that introduced me to, to, you know, to drugs. 
went full on my responsibility, but uh, I then really, it, it came with me. So it was first the sex, to be honest, and then that led to the drugs and then it back with the sex for fun. And then, you know, I had the setting, you know, of a beautiful space that would be given a bed, a jacuzzi and a swimming pool and a fireplace inside, you know, first three chapters, of my book was about those crazy, crazy years. And then it just started getting out of control. You know, then it started becoming, you know, totally, totally out of control. And it was, and to get to your point about the breaking point, after about four years of that, yeah, it was just, I wasn't really performing in a business. Well, you know, the business wasn't doing well. I could just see this is better for me to get out of here. It's, it's, it's I'm not doing anyone a, 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 a service. And yeah, it was just, it was just a realization that it was like the darkness inside came even more so. I mean, I'm, I'm, the, the breaking point was something that happened on one day and one weekend. I went for a walk on the beach, you know, Clifton Beach, if you've been to Cape Town before, it's one of the most beautiful beaches. It's like right on the sea. And I was just, just, you know, basically a, a house just, you know, overlooking the beach. And I went for a walk in the beach and I, I couldn't see the beauty around me anymore. And after five minutes, I was, I was bored. And I was always being very connected to nature and love nature. And after five minutes, man, I, I looked at the beautiful mountain here, I looked at the turquoise sea, the white sand. I mean, and I just, oh, I'm bored. Let me go home and call some people to come and party. And when that happened, I went, okay, fuck, I'm in deep trouble. You know, if, if, if I can't even be with myself for five minutes in a beautiful nature setting without distractions, then that's big shit. That, that, that's kind of was in a way the breaking point for me. I then realized, no, should I have to? And that took me another few months to do it. But that was, that was the breaking point. <laughs> yeah, you know that's you. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it, it can be a journey. I mean, for some people longer than others, but nonetheless, that's impressive. You did a podcast called Sexual Energy and its role in the boardroom. And that is something for me where I've now, I've been on my own independent for a long time and now I'm an executive. <clears throat> And, and I'm in this position of all my dreams are coming true. Mm. And it's a very interesting time because I haven't, my cycles tend to go in seven years. Like for instance, I have this opportunity, I sabotage it for whatever reason. And then I start this circle around the mountain that takes seven years. Like that's my cycle for some reason of getting a chance to redo things. So sure enough, I'm at seven years. The last time that I had a team, the last time I ran a, a business with actual employees and, you know, it was a part of something that was big because I wasn't a good steward before. Coincidentally, I wasn't a good steward because I was making a bunch of money. I was able to feed my chem sex addiction as much as I wanted. And I wasn't a good steward of anything. I wasted everything. I was a womanizer. Everyone that tried to love me, I hurt because I was a cheater wasn't willing to be honest about my sexuality, wasn't willing to be honest about anything. So everything was excess. Everything was running from something. I partied when I sat, was sad. I partied when I was mad. I partied when I was happy. I partied all the time. And, and with that, sex and drugs went hand in hand immediately. I, the first time I tried drugs, I went to an orgy. So it got really quick that I couldn't even have normal sex without needing drugs. I mean, that was my life. And of course, I lost everything. And I homeless got a crazy story that we don't need to go into right now, but I, this rehabilitation process started seven years ago. And like now is I'm getting that opportunity after being homeless and losing everything. And here it is, here I am again, where I feel like the world is my oyster. 
Oh, and great. I'm in the in the in this place also of understanding and needing to master myself because I haven't mastered all sides of myself yet. And I know it's an ongoing process, but I got a lot of work to do. And in one of those areas, I'm starting to recognize is my sexual energy. Uh And, and I, I've been listening to a lot of really old, old lectures by Manny P hall. And I like a different, and just different thought leaders and Neville Goddard and other and other people talking. And I've been learning about sexual transmutation. And I know that there is a connection between my creativity, my sexual energy, my power, <clears throat> and everything else, and and sex. And that yes, creative. So what I don't understand is how they actually do work together and why it's important. So going to your podcast, sexual energy. In, in its role in the boardroom. Can you talk about just that statement alone and what it really means? Oh, sure, Joshua. That's beautiful, man. That's, yeah, there's such a deep connection. Maybe what I can do is refer to something. I don't know if you've come across the book, Sink and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Uh, the 1939, the 13 factors where it talks about sexual energy transmutation. So we, maybe I can just quickly, quickly just mention that. So you, you, you identified you know, the biggest business book of all times, and he identified 13 factors of that made all, uh, he looked at like hundreds of successful men, and he looked, what is the, the factors that made them successful? And there were 13, and one of them was sexual energy transportation. Now, this is a book that was published in 1939 in, in the States, which is actually profound that, that he could actually publish that, and that there was a chapter with his name. And what he found was that all these guys could utilize their sexual energy and create from that space. And, and the me- reason I, I, I refer to this is because he gives one example, and it's, it's like really quite basic. He asked the one guy, how did you build these big businesses? And his, his take was my gorgeous, beautiful secretary, because I would walk in in the morning, walk past her, and she had this beautiful... You know, it's, it's just beautiful sexy, and I feel the sexual energy rising. I would then go back into, I would go faster into my office and, and I would just sit there and rather than full energy out, you know, either, you know, masturbate or ejaculate or have an affair with her. He just went and, and took that energy because he was vibrating with it and he actually put his focus on, okay, how can I start the next business? You know? And then he went like, okay, he had all this energy in his body and he went, okay, well, let me, and he, he actually channeled it and said, okay, I've got this problem in this business. How can I do? And then he went, and okay, what new businesses can I start? You know, so it's just a, I love that example because it's actually, I like to make things practical and simple, you know, demystify things. So that's like one way of doing it, you know, just by putting the attention there, feeding the energy, but not ejaculating it out, but actually putting, putting that, just taking all that energy and putting your mind or your heart into a, focus on something else you want to do so that's a good example for me of that so what happens if let me ask you i apologize for interrupting so but what happens in a case of you're in a monogamous relationship and you're you have a partner like that you enjoy making love to and so like with my partner jessica so i really love having sex with her and she won't be embarrassed by me saying that 
I, but I, I, I love having sex with her. So I want to give her sex all the time. If I'm giving her sex all the time, am I able to sexually transmutate? Yes. So that's a beautiful thing. I don't know. Aha. Oh. Uh -huh, yeah. That's amazing. So that is unbelievable. So, and oh man, you can talk about days for this. I just love this. this stuff. <laughs> I love this subject, by the way. So. <laughs> yeah. So there are a number of things that come up here. So, Firstly, you can do it by just putting the intention there. And whilst you're making love, you can, you can, I don't know if you come across the word sex magic. Yeah. Oh, well, so I did some, I know dark sex, mag sex magic. I know. Okay. Yeah. I know a little bit about that. Okay. Go ahead. So, so maybe just explain in the way I see it here is that you can basically, as you feel that energy, you can. The manifesting part, you know, so you can actually whisper, say, listen, let's manifest some goal in our business and then make love and then actually put that energy in it and actually have that thought in your, and thought in your mind whilst making love with this energy running through your body. You can even when you then orgasm, scream it out to the world or verbalize it out. So that is super, super powerful. So whatever, whatever you think of, whilst making love is a massive, 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 powerful um, uh, manifestation. I often say to, to, to people, so let's say you make love with, this can work both ways, positive and a negative way. Let's say you make love with your partner and you think, oh, wow, I hope she's not having an affair with someone or going to have an affair with someone. Trust me, she is going to, if you think that, because you're not manifesting that or vice versa. If she's got that, so what you think whilst making love is so, so important because it's magnified hundreds of times because the sexual energy is in that space. Any, any picture that you have in mind whilst you're making love is like this. That's why is, okay, so I believe I was an evangelist for a couple of years and even though I always had lots of questions about the Bible and the, some of the contradictions always confused me, I'm not an evangelist now, and but I also do love the Bible, even though I, again, there's there's things about it that I, I go, okay, yeah, man put that there, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we don't need to have that conversation. But sure. it makes me think of when two or more come together. Because I do, one the thing I believe about the Bible is that it's a metaphysical book. Mm -hmm. And the way that some people take things literally, you know, it really confuses issues and what it was yeah. actually, the Bible is actually trying to say. But it, when you were talking about that, I think about that one, one or two, arch when two or more come together, that's yeah. for anything in my name, and so it will be done. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about that, going, okay, so is that is that is that where God's talking about, or Bible, or the man that put it there is is saying that <clears throat> the way that you manifest is through sex. Is that really what it's saying? Or is it saying something else completely? So I'm also not an expert on the Bible space at all. And also not religious anymore, really. But I, I think what, what I think there's a lot of validity in that. When more people come together, it, the energy is multiplied. So I see that in workshops, in the rituals. If it's like 10 people, 20 people doing a workshop together, it definitely does get 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 magnified 
So I think maybe that's what that refers to. Now, if you do take that and, you know, the two people come together, but you also put sexual energy in the space, it just magnifies it even more. As you said earlier, you know, sexual energy is creative energy. Now, feeling that in your body and then that, that vibration through your body, you know, I have the saying where you make love and you really make love for a long time and you really merge with the other. It's like making love with God, you know, to God, you know, it's, you know, in the context of, let's say, not. I understand what you're saying. But, but the universe and you make love with the universe and you like really merge in that space. So all that sexual energy in your body is super powerful. So you can use that for, for manifestation in the act of, of lovemaking. Okay, so that's the one part that is super, super powerful. And then there's also another part, which is outside the lovemaking, after you've made love. And, and here is something that I find that's super powerful and that not many people know about, neither men nor women. And that is that you don't have to, every time that you make love, ejaculate and the, you know the practice of semen retention the practice of education choice we can build that energy build that energy and then have the beautiful journey of life making but not necessarily the ejaculation and then that next day or that later the day you are still full of this this the sexual energy you know so you're not depleted so even later in the day walking around with this energy inside your body you can still transmute that and you know if i say transmute transmute is really just changing it you know transforming it into something else then say go play with your your children in a park it could be as simple as that you know mm -hmm. that's also transmuting that life force sexual energy now if you have let's say ejaculated three four times in a day like like a lot of guys do or every day you you actually get depleted from the sexual energy and if you if you Hold it a little bit and maybe ejaculate only once a week or so, or maybe third, fourth time that you make love. You've got more energy in your body in terms of your your life force energy, creative energy that you can then channel into into whatever you want to be, be it your hobbies or kids, or whether it be money or business or anything like that. So yeah, so that's we're touching a little bit on that topic now. But so the sexual transportation. I believe that's what Napoleon Hill was writing about in 1939. I mean, I don't think he could have put the word ejaculation in a book in the state. In the states. <laughs> I don't think I he would have seen the lot. People had to sleep in separate beds on TV. So, I, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm fascinated that he, that 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 heading of that chapter even you know was there. Yeah. If I read that chapter, I read between the lines. He's also talking about that. I really think he's talking about also doing that practice. And if I say that practice, I just want to very clearly state this: it's not the thing about never ejaculate. There, there are things on the internet where they talk about no fat and semen retention, never ejaculate, use that energy for starting businesses. You know, that's out there. That's that's not so, so my my sharing so my viewers very much no definitely ejaculate just find your right frequency so you can not deplete yourself and that you have this sexual energy in your body that you can then utilize it's like you know it's more like utilizing for stuff you know you use transmute it sounds a bit maybe woo -woo, but all that really means is you utilize this for something else how does monogamy 
play into sexual transmutation. Like in other words, so now we've come in this, we live in a world now where marriage is not as big of a deal as it was. And frankly, only in America, I, I believe that, and maybe Africa, that marriage is, 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 is harped on and that the rigid marriage beliefs, I, I believe in European countries, they have a little bit more, like you could be married, but a mistress is kind of okay. It's like one of those written rules. I mean, in, in society, it, across the world that we have different views about sex and marriage and monogamy. And, but America is changing a lot. Polygamy is becoming more common. You know, sexuality is all over the place. And which now I think we've got, we're now calling fetishes, sexualities now. I mean, it's just really messed up, but mm -hmm. we are getting, we are hyper-sexualized. We're over-sexualized. We are sexualizing kids. We're all this shit is happening now. And it's absolutely disturbing. And this is coming from a guy that knows about every version you can imagine and did things on drugs that I, you know, I put it in a book and I'm, I'm not talking about it today, but it, but at the same time, I also understand why people wouldn't want to be monogamous. I, I don't believe in lying, but I, I like, if you have an agreement with your partner and like, listen, we're going to be straight up and we're going to be honest. This is what we want. Like, that's none of my business. If, if to judge whether that's right or wrong for you, because who am I? As somebody that is attracted to more than one sex, I don't like, like sure. I, it's, the thought of monogamy is very difficult, even though I'm monogamous. It's, it is, it's, it, it's not necessarily something I even agree with, but at the same time, I also don't want to go out and just start, a, you know, sleeping with a bunch of other people. I'm very happy with my wife and I don't, I don't need that, but I'm also open to it. And like, I, I don't have beef against it, even though I'm not practicing it. That said, I do believe in this thing called soul ties. And that's another thing that's kind of kept me from going out and being a wild person like I used to be. And mm. that and I do genuinely really love my partner. But the reason I'm asking this is, is because like as a CEO, like those sexual desires don't go away. Like even though I quit doing drugs and I haven't done hardcore drugs in years, I still have those desires, not necessarily to the extreme. Some of it went the stuff that I don't remember doing as well, but I mean, mm. the basic desires are there and, and they, and they feel normal to me now. But that said that then I'm extending myself outside of my relationship and others. And I'm just using an example. How does monogamy play into sexually transmutation? And if I'm a CEO or I'm somebody in the boardroom or I'm a leader and I'm wanting to be the best version of myself, does that require monogamy? No, not at all. I, I really believe you have to live your truth. And if that's monogamy, then that's beautiful. If it's an open relationship, that's beautiful. And sexual transmutation works beautifully for both. Maybe I can share a bit about about my journey on it. Please. I mean, I'm in a monogamous relationship at the moment and it's beautiful. And I've been for the last two years. And before that, I was in a three-year open relationship and it was also beautiful. And then before that, as you, as we discussed earlier, I was in a crazy town. You know, it was just, I was just a single guy having lots of fun, and, you know, very open and authentic about it. So yeah, so I really believe you have to follow your truth. I think a lot of the, the problems about sexuality that, that's out in the world, and you mentioned some of the stuff there, 
um, in the States at the moment is because when we suppress our sexuality and we put guilt and shame and fear mm. uh, on it, the moment the moment it's, it is, we can get rid of the of the shame around it, and we can just be freely expressing our sexuality, but in an authentic way. So if you feel you want to be in an open, authentic relationship and your partner feel the same, then beautiful, why not? If she doesn't, then maybe that's not the relationship you should be in. Yeah. And, you know, and then that truth may also change over time. So for me, four years ago, the truth of being in an open relationship was perfect. I, I experimented with it. It was great fun. I enjoyed it. And now I just feel, yeah, I prefer the monogamous part. There's, there's less tension on my nervous system. There's less tension on her nervous system. You know, my five-year journey around the world, a lot of my friends are, you know, you know I came across Tantra and sacred sexuality. A lot of my friends are open to Latin. And, you know, and both, both relationships have, you know, is, is you know, it's, is, you know, that are, requires authenticity. I think open relationship requires, you know, as much authenticity as, as monogamous. I think where sometimes it goes wrong, and that's what you were saying there, I think, Joshua, is that when people are in something, but then they lie about it, but they're not authentic about it. You know, mm -hmm. so they're in a relationship status, but then let's say, you know, a tweet about it as opposed to be authentic about it. I think, I think that's where maybe the suppression and the negativity and the shame and the guilt and the fear come from. I mean, we all be there. I mean, I've also been, you know, so I think authenticity is the big thing to just to be, yeah. be authentic to yourself. What is what I desire, what, what I want? And then what is my part to desire? Is there a match? And then, and then to live that. So for me at this stage in my life, it is important for me to be with a highly sexual woman, you know, with a high sex drive, super horny. And I'm very lucky I've got a super horny woman in my life and I'm super horny. So, I mean, I'm having more than enough sex. So I'm quite happy that I'll my hands full with, with more. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's all about authenticity and, and, uh, and, and, and transportation can work from both, both types of relationships. Yeah, I've, I agree with everything that you just said. I believe that too. And it, but you can't have that without honesty and being transparent. And I, I do want to address, and I, I know that like, well, oh, let me rephrase this. Like for me, the, the, the desire for maybe not being monogamous really has more to do with my sexuality. And it, cause sometimes there's a part, I think a lot of, and even though I wouldn't really say it, is bisexual, bisexual, but we'll just save that for, for, for the sake of lack of words that I want to use. Cause I don't yeah. even know how to describe <laughs> what I, am. but I, that's okay. I'm fine with that. But I, that like there, it almost seems like if I, if I shut that side down of myself, if I shut that part off, it's like cutting off a leg and it's yeah. not that leg exist. And it's just like, this doesn't make sense. So it's like, okay, well, now that I'm, I'm this, I, I, now that I'm this way sexually or not now, because I am this way sexually, I would think that I should go out and exercise that and, and explore that. I loved the before, because I wasn't willing to be honest about it. I had to hide all of that. So then I'm sneaking around. And when you're sneaking around and you're in the shadow world, well, that's where all the drugs and the crazy is. So you sure. do all this crazy stuff, but 
that's all I knew back then. And there's an exhilaration from sneaking around. But, you know, eventually all secrets get exposed. And I'm fortunate to have exposed mine. But also, you know, I've learned the consequences of cheating and how awful that is and like the damage it does. Like cheaters, I want to speak to cheaters real quick. You're cheating and you think you're getting away with it. I can't even tell you the damage that's being done. And that will be done when they find out and they always find out. But here's the thing. It doesn't just hurt you when you get caught. It hurts the person you're cheating on and it affects the family and it can affect generations. It is a level of trauma because breaking, it's not even about the fact that you stuck your willy in something else. It's not, or you open your legs for another person. It's not even about that. It's about the break of trust. When someone trusts you and you break it, you shatter the whole world. You affect them for other people. It is damaging. So I ain't proud of that. But the other thing that was a real battle is with your truth, you better be sure that's your truth. And it's good to walk out your truth, but it's really easy to say that you want an open relationship and you want to you want a hot wife or you want to be a cuck or you want to be into threesomes or you want to be into swapping. That's all great to say that, but you better be sure that that's what you really want because your partner gives it to you or goes, okay, I'm in a relationship. How are you going to feel about some better looking dude banging your wife? Is it going to feel good? Okay. So you got, what I'm saying is the honesty goes both ways. And you, and what I believe about monogamy is this, or the, or being non-monogamous. You better be sure that that's what you want for your life and for your partner. Like in other words, be able to handle it if they go elsewhere, because that's part of it. And, and that shifts people's honesty. And then some, some people realize through that, that, you know what, maybe I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to be disciplined. (laughs) I just wanted to sleep around. I just wanted to get rocks off, but you know what? It's a lot better to be honest about that than pretending to be, want something you don't want because that will torture you for the rest of your life. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely, Joshua. You know, that's, you know, something that's coming up for me as you were talking about it is that I see it sometimes, call it in the spiritual circles, you know, that I often now move in and where it's almost like sometimes people feel they should be in an open relationship because it's now spiritual. It's advanced, you know, in a higher consciousness and all of that. But that's not necessarily their truth. Yeah, they're in that space and then it, it creates so much heartache for them and for then for their partners because they they you know they're not pre- prepared to or they're not experienced and how to, to handle it because it's very complex. And it brings up so much stuff in your in our bodies. Huh? You know, stuff comes up that you don't even know exists. And yeah, so I think it's I think it's something that you must really, really feel, as you say, not what you're comfortable for you. How would you feel with your partner in that space? And if it's not your truth, then yes, then, then don't go there. And then to your other point, you know, I mean, I'm in a monogamous relationship, but I, that doesn't stop me from, if I see a gorgeous woman walking in the street, you know, and I would say to my partner often, you know, I'm quite, quite lucky that she's super happy that I can just look. I mean, I've been in relationships where, a girlfriend were like cross with me. Why are you looking at that girl? You know, so luckily I'm in a, with a beautiful woman in a moment that actually appreciate that I appreciate beautiful women. And you know, sometimes she says to me, Wow, look at that guy. He's like really well built. And I go, Yeah, it's like a good looking guy, you know. So, so I don't think there's anything. I think that's the beauty of it to still 
appreciate beauty and this, the sexiness of someone else, it is then what do you do about that? So I can walk with her and say, wow, look at that gorgeous woman, sexy woman. I can feel the sexual energy coming up in me. And I say, wow, I can feel that. And I think that's perfectly fine. But if my agreement with her is not to have sex with that woman, then I think that's where I then to draw the line, if you know what I mean. I can yeah. still feel it. energy, and that's nothing wrong with it. But then I actually contain that sexual energy in myself and breathe it up. And oh, I can even put that sexual energy in my lovemaking with, with her, and that was Hannah. I can actually go and let's say, okay, well, it's, you know, I mean, I, that's cool. So I think it's what's the agreement, and that's where the trust is so important. I love what you're saying. Because the moment I know the, the agreement is, then to, not to have sex with other women or penetrator, then, then I would be breaching that trust. And right. that irrevocably changes and changes the relationship forever because now the trust is broken. If the agreement is that when we at, you know, I don't know if you, in the States, they call it ecstatic dances or conscious dances. Very much in the spiritual, tantra world where you like, dance, you know, go dancing for an hour or two, beautiful music. There's no alcohol, no drugs. There's nothing, you know, there's no talking on the dance floor. It's like a dancing session. People just dancing free flow. And then sometimes people interact with each other and dance. You know, so our agreement is, for example, we you know we can dance sensual with other people in a dancing space, you know? So we can, it's all about what is the agreement of this monogamous thing. So I can get super sexy with the, with the woman on the dance floor there. But when the dances and she can with the, with the guy if she wants to, or another woman if she wants to. And then if the dance ends, but okay, cool, thanks guys, it's beautiful. And then we go, you know, so that, so I'm, I'm just illustrating some other examples of what this agreement that you have with your partner can be, as long yeah. as you set that agreement. I, I love it. You know, what has worked, because again, I'm coming from a very unhealthy relationship with sex, and I did for years. And then I met my partner, Jessica, now, and she helped me work through all of that. And so where I, you know, I couldn't even imagine having normal making love sex before and now i can make love to my wife but before because when i would have sex before i'm like thinking of orgies and how many other people were joining and all this other crap and like that's where my brain was all the time mm -hmm. that one of the things that i've learned in this journey of that of healing and getting more comfortable with myself and the healing process is that you know sometimes Fantasies are just meant to be fantasies, and sometimes role-playing the fantasy is more fun and exciting than actually doing it, because half the time that you're trying to make the fantasy come true, something yeah. doesn't really match up, and something's off, and it's like, doesn't fit the visual description, and, you know, the person didn't, you know, do what they, what, what, what I wanted them in my role-playing imagination, so yeah. I, there's there's so much disappointment, you know, in and 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 it's challenging to find the right people if you're wanting to open your relationship. So I've learned in the way that we've worked through it, and this is how I've kind of managed the fact that you know I'm also I'm interested in other sexes than just you know women. And but the way that we've we work through that is simply by role playing. It's still being honest. I'm getting to speak what I is going on or what I'm desiring. 
And I'm able to have a healthy communication and finding a way together as a couple to utilize those things to have a very exciting, adventurous relationship that feels open sometimes, even though it's not. And because of that, we've developed a really healthy trust and communication and being able to talk about these things. And so if it ever did come up that that's something that we wanted to do, you know what, or we met somebody or whatever it may be, we can talk about it and, and without fear. And that is an amazing place to be. And because of that, because of that, my desires to go sneak around and do all those other things that I used to do before <laughs> just gone away. That power, that, that stronghold that it had on me, those desires and that almost mm. physical need to go do it went away. And now I can just be at peace. <clears throat> it's like a miracle. It's fascinating. Huh? Yeah, it's amazing. We, you know, we, we, are, we aren't being taught that that energy that you feel is actually your energy, not the, the other person, you know, just the, just what, what, as you were talking there, what came up for me is that, you know, that sexy woman I see across the road, you know, I often say to the guys that I do this 21 day journeys with, we know what's up for, no ejaculation for 21 days and the energy builds up their body. And you see this beautiful woman and you're like, it's even more profound. <laughs> and then I said, but the, the energy, remember, that's not her energy, it's your own energy, you know? So you don't have to spill it out with something. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. You can actually just feel that energy. So you're in a supermarket and you see this gorgeous woman there and you can like, wow, you don't have to go and like, go fuck out with the counter there or imagine fucking out with the counter. <laughs> you can just go and stand there in the supermarket and then feel this beautiful energy. Oh, I just breathe it up in your body and feed yourself by Brady. And now and you know, that's a beautiful inspiration of a, of a beauty or his beauty or whatever the person you've seen. And it's now in your body, but now you, you just feel it, you express it in your own, in yourself. Isn't that magical that you can then actually just have it here, you know? And then once we realize we can do that, then one, as you say, doesn't have to, to go, go out there. That's the one thing that, that comes up there. And then the other thing that comes up is exactly as you were saying in the relationship with your partner, with, with, with Jessica, this, I've got the same with Hannah. We've got an agreement, you know, if we ever feel that um, we want to have someone else in our, with us in a sexy encounter, then let's discuss it. Or if she wants to engage with someone, then let's discuss it. You know, it's always have, you can have that open discussion about it. And, and also, as you say, the role play and all of that, that stuff. Of course, it's openness into communication, you know? Yeah. That's solid. I, gosh, man, I, I, I could talk about this subject for five hours because it's, it's an important conversation to have. And we didn't even, we just scratched the surface and I want to do this again. I want, and, and probably, I don't know, there's probably even a couple more broadcasts with you, to be honest, because we, again, just scratched the surface and I really, I, I admire what you do a lot. Let's do this again, but I would like to give you the opportunity to plug, you know, your your courses, your book, your website. Your website's fantastic, by the way. Uh, your book, I'm looking at your book. It it's just just terrific. I haven't been able to read the whole thing, but I've read some of it. Amazing, and your courses are extremely powerful. So please plug your business, and then you have the final words, and we'll be done, and then hopefully. We can do this again. <laughs> George, I would so love to, I love talking to you, to you, man. I would love to do lots more of this. 
Yeah, maybe I can just briefly mention my the, the online courses. I, it's it's really transformative. I find the guys have got there's so much into it. It's and basically what I have is a 21 day course, online course where the guys can you can either do it self study. I've got guided groups, and there is also where it's one on one. You know, every week a Zoom call with me. But in essence, it's a 21 day course that teaches you sexual mastery or orgasmic mastery. And the details, you know, click on the page there, it gives the details of that. And uh, yeah, so those are the online courses. And then obviously I do one-on-one coaching also. So uh, yeah, so it's, it's leonardlow.com, L-E-N-E-R-D-L-O-U-W.com. So very much just specific spelling there. And then yes, my book is also on the website there. There's an audio book, the ebook, Jump and Epic Soul and Sex Adventure. Yeah, it just expands on what we discussed earlier, the crazy days in Cape Town. And then this five-year journey around the world, 35 countries and massive learning of awakening. So yeah, I think just put a background about that. And I'm just, I'm just passionate. I'm just passionate about people living a life full of pleasure and passion and deep connection in relationships. What's happening at the moment for me is, I mean, also couples, but specifically I... I feel this calling to 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 to, I mean, to to lead journeys, especially for men, to deep transformation, to expand into into their full expression as men. You know, masculinity. You know, and sometimes in today's age, it's almost like a dirty word. You know, yeah. so when I have that healthy masculinity, unapologetic masculinity out there. You now the young guys that come out there now, they arrive in this world. They have nothing to do with patriarchy, and as they arrive, they get. You know, it's always not slapped a bit and maybe don't feel so welcome when they arrive. So yeah, I really want to, it's my passion to, for, for, for masculinity and a healthy way to be prominent. Love it. And also, you know, if men can master their sexual selves and have self-control, I think they can control anything. So it's, a, it's an important, useful thing to find discipline in this area is one of my takeaways from this because it can be used for so much good, so much power, so much creativity. And at the same time, you know, it's not as rigid and as, as a lot of people make it to be. So it's like good news, actually, for you hypersexual people out there. Guess what? There's good news for you. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's great news for you. So yeah. you don't have to become a monk or a priest, even though, you know, we won't go there. So. My man, thank you. I I cannot wait to do this again and have more of a laser-focused conversation, but I really like these getting-to-know-you conversations and just you know seeing what you're about. I'm a fan and I highly recommend you to, to other people. And frankly, there's just a lot of men out there that could use your coaching and what you're teaching. Because again, I think if you can master this area of your life, everything else kind of falls in place. I mean, there's other skills and tools to learn, yes. But this is, think about all the scandals around sex and cheating and, you know, trying to cover up things like covering up that you're bisexual or covering up that you're gay or covering up that you're cheating or whatever it may be. That's all exhausting. There's a better way. And I think that you teach that. So my man, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to doing this again. Awesome, Joshua. Thanks, man.